0: So that is uh, kind of what we're going to explore this morning, seeing like Jesus sees. The gospel lesson I'm going to share with you is probably the most familiar scripture um, to persons within and outside the church. The story about the Good Samaritan uh, comes to us from the Gospel of Luke chapter 10 beginning with verse 25. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And the lawyer answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind And love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them, and then he put him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. And when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Now, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And The lawyer said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, open this familiar word to us. Make this old story new again in our lives. Help us to see and hear and feel and know your word for us. Amen. Over the years, I have shared this story countless times with children, for it, leads its, uh, it lends itself very well to theater. Five characters can uh, always throw in a few extras when you include the robbers. Um, I allow the kids, what I've done in the past, you know, allow the kids to pick the part. Surprisingly, The Man Left for Dead is a big favorite. Now, you wouldn't think it is. Um, in fact, I remember a couple years ago having a little boy say to me, I want to play the dead guy. I want to be the dead guy. Um, I had to remind him he's only half dead. Whatever half dead is, right? The Samaritan, the innkeeper, those are all good roles. And not surprisingly, I have never in 26 years of ordained ministry and all my work with kids before have I ever had someone say, I want to be the, one of the guys that walks by. Right? That is, does not seem like a very appealing role. I want to be the person that walks by the guy in the ditch. These uh, two, the priest and the Levi, play pretty unlikable parts in this story. We'd like to look away, but we're invited to take a look at them this morning. So first, let's look at the setup to this story. The beginning of chapter 10 in Luke, Jesus sends out not just his disciples, the 12, but this group of 70. So this group of 70 believers, and he sends them out in pairs to every town where he intends to go himself. So they're, they're kind of the scouts, they're going out ahead, you know, to let the people know that Jesus is coming. And they come back and they have this remarkable story. They can't, they're like, you can't believe, Jesus, how ready everybody is. You know, that we can read into this story. Um, and when they report, and when they report this, we're told in Scripture that Jesus rejoices. We don't very often uh, see that phrase in Scripture, that Jesus rejoices. And he says in this, um, as Luke tells us, Jesus says, blessed are the eyes that see what you see blessed are the eyes that see what you see and then he indicates that this is remarkable that God has been revealed to these and he calls them infants but but the innocent and the people that are simple and he says it's just incredible that simple people get what the wise and intelligent and knowledgeable don't hmm who would those people be then well it's kind of a subtle or not-so-subtle diss to the religious leaders of Jesus' day who haven't gotten it yet. So, that's the lead-in. That's the lead-in to this story when we find Jesus being encountered by a lawyer. Now, it's a, not a lawyer like we know in our day, but it's a lawyer, a person that knew and... Um, Guided people in religious law. There was not that sharp divide between secular and sacred religious law. And so what you just hear? The lawyer says to test Jesus, okay, you know, the underlying part is, okay, if you're so smart, if you're so all-knowing, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus is like, what a great question, right? Jesus seems uh, wonderfully affirming here in the beginning Jesus um, who will not be tricked who says well you tell me what's written in the law you know what do you read there and so um, he responds the lawyer responds you know you got to love God with your whole heart your whole everything and you've got to love your neighbor as yourself And so Jesus says great great you're on the right track do that and you shall live but this lawyer won't really rest. And then the lawyer follows up with what he thinks is going to be a really good question, right? We'll get him on this. Who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Jesus. And Jesus, as he often does, doesn't give a straight answer. He responds with a story. He responds with a story. Now, so many parts of this story ...can be explored. Um, There's countless articles and commentaries... ...and uh, sermons based on who the Samaritan was in the story... um, ...what the message was of Jesus about this one... ...who had been so excluded and hated by the Jewish community. But again, let's take a moment to look at these two characters... ...that not even kids want to play. Those two that walked by... Those two that we like to ignore to get to the good part of the story, but those two. So what we know is that there was, and it says by chance, interesting, by chance a priest going down that road, when he saw him, right, saw him, he passed by on the other side. So there was one walked by, saw the man, and crossed over to the other side. And So likewise, a Levite. When he came to the place and saw him, the man in the ditch, passed by on the other side. Now there is some distinction between a priest and a Levite in Jesus' day. But the main part that we need to know is they were good church people. They were religious leaders. They were viewed with respect. By education and occupation, they had a concern for ritual purity. They were taught to do the right thing. Holiness codes were very important in cleanliness, what is clean and what is unclean. And here, just briefly, we need to touch on that touching a corpse would make one unclean. And then there would be a whole process that one would need to go to, to be clean again. Hmm. Interesting. That man by the ditch, how was he described? I told you, Mike, the one boy who wanted to say, I want to be the dead guy. But we're told he was half dead. What seems to me is the message here is that the man in the ditch appeared to be dead. Hmm. Appeared to be dead. So the priest and the Levite... The good, respectable people passed by the man who they believed to be dead. Whenever I hear this story, whenever I read it or share it, I have to own that I am part of this story. The priest and the Levite, the two good church people, maybe the pastor and the lay leader. Maybe the pastor and the person who fill in the blank always does whatever is needed. I always again recognize for me, this is a story that has something to do with me. And for us who see the man and cross over on the other side. See, these two were told, saw the man. It would be better, right? If it was just like they didn't even notice him, they didn't even know, right? I didn't even see. But they saw the man. Who did they see? Again, we're looking back, half dead. They saw a man who appeared to be dead. So possibly if we're going to give them a break, right? We're going to give them a way out. We're going to give ourselves a way out. These are two good church people who thought, well, there's no use of stopping because there's no hope anyway. What are we going to do? I mean, what would we do anyway? He's already dead, so there is no further need for investigation or assistance. Why extend myself? Why put my reputation at risk, my schedule, if there's no hope? If it's hopeless, then I have a way out. Giving up, failing to care failing to see this person as a whole human, alive and in need of care, those two cross by on the other side. And what did they miss out on? Here's the part I've never really thought about before. What did those two miss out on? They missed out on a miracle, right? They missed out on that miracle of healing. They missed out on that incredible opportunity... To go back and see that guy at the inn, whole, headed back home himself. After being just a breath away from death. That priest, that Levi, they could have been the good neighbor. They could have been the good neighbor. I can see why nobody wants to play these parts. See, it's not just that these characters are stoic and stuffy. They're sad. They're sad. What could they have done if they only saw like God sees? I think that's the question for us this morning on our journey to Easter. This time of self-examination. That's what Lent is. We don't emphasize that a lot on our journey, but it is. It's this time traditionally in the life of a Christian, in our Christian faith. Is to look at ourselves. What we've done wrong. Where we could do better. How our journey where we could grow closer to Christ. A time of self-examination and repentance. What could I do? What could we do? If we have the eyes and hearts to see as God sees and cares. I have to ask... When have I walked by another, both figuratively and literally? When have I judged another situation or person as hopeless, half dead, almost dead, not really worthy of my care? When have I crossed over to the other side because it was inconvenient Because it would be challenging. When have I really failed to see another person as Jesus sees them, as a beloved child of God? So, Jesus' gospel question to us this day is Do you see as I see? Do you see who I see? Each person, every person, as Christ sees. I can't answer that for you because I have trouble answering it for myself, but I invite us now into just a moment of silence as we consider these questions.